take your Bibles and open up the book of Proverbs, if you would, again tonight. I failed to mention one prayer request, and uh, I'll mention it now. Um, but a uh, word came to me today. Pray for Pastor Michael Kent uh, from the Lively Stones Baptist Church, I think of Ruffin, North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. But he was in a hunting accident, and thank God it's not life-threatening, but he was actually shot in the face with a shotgun. Um, uh, and will require extensive plastic surgery. But praise the Lord, uh, from what I understand, the injuries are not life-threatening. So um, anyway, what a devastating matter. So here's a, 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 anyway, a Baptist preacher, and I understand was just investing in someone, and he had taken, uh, and a young man, I think, and uh, he took, just invest in his life. Anyway, this uh, tragic hap- uh, tragedy happened. So let's remember Michael Kent. We'll praise, uh, pray right now. Father, uh, we pray for this pastor, uh, Michael Kent. Lord, uh, pray that you'll just wonderfully and divinely heal. I think about when you took Carl Hatch's hand broken in all those pieces, unusable, and you just reached down and did a miracle right in, the, in that hospital room and put his hand back together to the amazement of the doctor's and so I pray you'll do something wonderful, however you choose to do it, but do it for this dear man. May his ministry thrive, his effectiveness increase as a result of what he's been through. And I pray that uh, whatever goal he had in mind to try to help someone would come to full fruition. Uh, uh, and um, no one be discouraged, but people's faith would grow. So bring healing to this dear man in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, bless as we open our Bibles, study tonight, give wisdom, give power. That your word of God, that your word will help thy people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're in Proverbs chapter number 8 tonight. Proverbs chapter number 8 in our last uh, Bible study. And, uh, of course, we finished up in uh, Proverbs and chapter number 7, a strange woman and uh, how she is defined there in Proverbs 7. The two main uh, enemies of the young man. This is the young man's book. Every young person will read the book of Proverbs. Every teenager will read the book of Proverbs. Every Christian would do well to read the book of Proverbs every day. One chapter a day will take you through the book once a month, which would certainly be a great exercise uh, for you spiritually. But the two main enemies in the book of Proverbs are, number one, the strange woman, and number two, the foolish man. The Bible says in Proverbs uh, chapter number 8, Doth not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? Wisdom is crying out to us. Doth not wisdom cry? Now in chapter 7, the strange woman in the worldly crowd is doing all it can to draw the young person. And uh, she... uh, is out there on the streets at night and she flatters with her lips and she catches him and she kisses him and on and on and she works so hard and the foolish crowd and the strange woman are after the simple, innocent youth. But the Bible says in verse 8, doth not wisdom cry as well? Yeah, I understand the world is doing everything it can to attract you. And I say young people, and I'm talking to all of God's people. I understand that. But, you know, wisdom's wisdom's uh, calling out as well. Amen? Doth not wisdom cry? Are we powerless before the world? 
Are we powerless before the world's attractions? The advertisements of the world, the pitches of the strange woman and the foolish crowd? No, we're not. If we want, we could lend an ear to wisdom. For she, personified here, often in the book of Proverbs as a lady, also cries out. I, did, I went again today and looked on the, the website of the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry. Last year, 2021, the total average time spent watching television per day among viewers age 15 and older was just under three hours a day. That was average, 15 and older. Uh, ages uh, 65, adults age 65 and above spend the most time watching on average over four hours of television a day. For decades, watching television was the most common form of daily media consumption. But in 2009, that was passed over by Internet use. And so now, uh, research shows that young people in the United States spend more time interacting with various digital media, uh, their smartphone, uh, social media, uh, gaming, so forth. But research now shows that young people in the United States spend more time interacting with digital media than any other activity except sleeping. Kids in America are in front of a screen more than they're at school, more than they talk to their parents and their friends face-to-face, more than anything except sleeping. That's where we are. On average, U.S. teens spend up to nine hours a day consuming some kind of entertainment screen media. Eight to 12-year-olds... Hey, by the way, this is not this is not the Baptist preacher talking. This is not the independent fundamental Baptist preacher talking. Okay? The secular source. The average eight to twelve year old, four to six hours. Four to six hours a day. And by the way, let me say this. He said, Well, we're doing good at our house, we only have two hours a day. So you drink poison for two hours, you drink poison for six hours. Tell me how that's good for a Christian. According to kidshealth.org, the average American child will see 200,000 violent acts on television by age 18. This was in the Sword of the Lord, uh, which is an independent fundamental publication, August of uh, this year. And this was written by a youth pastor of Landmark Baptist Church in Haines City, Florida, Jesse Maxwell. And I just do a little highlights from this. He does a lot of, a lot of research for his youth department on TikTok. And I gave you some of this, I think maybe uh, some months ago. But um, 62% of TikTok users in the U.S. are between the ages of 10 and 29. Uh, the reason TikTok users are so young is that the creators of the app chose Users under 18 as their target demographic from the very beginning. They're they're aiming for our kids. When it comes to the daily time spent on TikTok, users spend an average of 52 minutes per day, according to Business of Apps, uh, uh, 2019, that was published. So this is three years old. 
Uh, but at that time, an hour, an hour a day on average. That amount of time, 52 minutes a day, can equate to anywhere between 18 and 208 videos daily. TikTok was launched in 2016, currently has more than a half billion users. That's one out of every 15 people in the world. Half billion users. It's most downloaded app across devices in the world with 315 million downloads in the first three months of 2020 alone. Uh, TikTok is not just a platform for funny videos, memes, and music videos. It's also well known for its extensive collection of videos related to drugs, alcohol, pornography, and other adult content. According to an investigation by the Wall Street Journal, I, I read this to you, I'm sure, but the Wall Street Journal did an investigation and created two, uh, I don't know if it's two, but several fake accounts. And the profiles were from ages 13 to 15. So Wall Street, uh, a journal investigation, uh, 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 created an account claiming to be a 13-year-old. The account was shown 569 videos about drug use, including cocaine, meth addiction, as well as promotional videos for online sales of drug products. This is, this is to 13-year-old. Uh, as part of their investigation, the Wall Street Journal accounts, again, between the ages of 13 and 15, were also shown over 100 videos promoting pornographic sites from accounts labeled as adults only. There have been a total of 41 deaths so far this year, and again, this is August of this year. So the first six months of this year, seven months maybe, there are 41 deaths linked to TikTok, where there was either suicide or some dangerous stunt that they were challenged to do on TikTok and did it and got killed. Uh, let's see. I won't go through all the things we uh, talked about, kids destroying property and so forth like that. Uh, this is interesting. Witchcraft, the occult, and Satanism have been promoted on the app through videos on on manifestation and spells, how-tos involving contacting spirits and demons through Ouija boards, tarot cards, and astrology are popular among users. Even videos clean in content, quote-unquote clean, contain foul and vulgar language and euphemisms about inappropriate things that are so prevalent in the lyrics of many of today's most popular songs. Now, you know, moms, dads, everybody... Um, we know that our kids are being inundated. And sin is, is just as wicked and vile as, as it ever has been. When, when, when the nation of Israel came into the promised land, God, there were some of those countries, uh, Malachites were among them, God said, you destroy everything. Everything. Every living, breathing thing destroyed. They become so vile and so corrupt from the adults on down. He said, they're, 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 there's nothing less to salvage. Destroy it. The average for a serial pedophile will defile, on average, 400 individuals in his lifetime. 
400. And some people say, well, God is so cruel. God is just. In verse 1, the wise man said, doth not wisdom cry? Here's what I'm trying to say. Young people, you have so many opportunities. Your parents could get to the same garbage you can get to, but they just had to be more creative. They had to do it in the dark of night. They had to know somebody. And you have it in your pocket. At just a click away. Every kind of hellish filth is available at just a click away. Now, here's what I'm saying to young people. I'm not, uh, uh, what I'm saying is this. Yes, sin is more accessible than it's ever been. And it is reaching for you at every pop-up, at every turn, with the friend that says, hey, look at this. It's everywhere. But let me tell you something. I know the world's crying after you, and hell is reaching out its ugly uh, arm for you. But wisdom is also crying out. And you have a choice. You have a choice. That's what we're trying to do here. That's why every chance you get, you ought to. We, we, we just spent a little time about how to show respect in school here recently, Bailey's Grove Baptist School. And I'm quite certain that and I know we're way above average as far as schools go. But that's why in Sunday school, listen, young people, you listen to me. You listen to me carefully. If you talk out of turn when your Sunday school teacher is teaching you the Bible, you're disrespectful and you need your hind end spanked. You sit up, close your mouth, and you listen to your Sunday school teacher. We're in a schoolhouse and your teacher's teaching you. You sit up and you listen. We have camps. We have Youth revivals. We have youth camps, junior camp, teen camp, youth conferences, missions trips, Sunday school, youth activities. Every one of those is a voice calling you to righteousness. Calling you to walk in the way of wisdom. The world cries out. The strange woman cries out in the dark of night, Come, come with us. I've decked my bed. Come with me. But wisdom is crying as well. I understand you're being inundated with voices crying for worldliness and a life of filth. But you got a choice. You can choose who you're going to listen to. And may I say this, Mom and Dad, Let's join forces. Mommy, you're, Mom and Dad, you're the megaphone for your family. I understand that. I believe that with all my heart. But you know what I want behind my megaphone? I, I, want, I want as many voices in chorus with me, as many good and godly influences as I can possibly find behind me calling my children to righteousness. Young people, why don't you surround yourself with voices that call you to righteousness? Why don't you turn off the bad voices? He says in verse number 2, she, speaking about Lady Wisdom, standeth in the top of the high places, by the way, in the places of the path. She's conspicuous. She's not hiding. She's in the top of the high places. By the way, right there on the highway. She crieth, verse 3, at the gates, 
at the entry of this city, at the coming in at the doors. She's coming and going. She's accessible. Wisdom is accessible. Do you, listen, do you know there's good stuff on the internet too? Did you know that? This is really good stuff. I was listening to Brother Howells preach today a message. I, I, you, you, you know, you could use that for good. Amen. Wisdom is accessible. Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. Oh, ye simple. Understand wisdom, and ye fools. Be ye of an understanding heart. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. My mouth shall speak truth, wisdom says. Mom and Dad, you must be the first mouthpiece of wisdom in your home and in your family. You must be. There are 400 silent years between the end of the Old Testament before we hear from the Lord again in the New Testament. And the Old Testament concludes with a call for the hearts of children to return to the fathers and the hearts of the fathers to return to the children. And if we want revival in America, that's what we need. That's what we need. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. The curse is connected to the failures of families. Mom and Dad, you've got to be the number one voice of wisdom in your home and with your family, with your children. My mouth shall speak truth. Someone's got to speak truth to the kids. Now, listen, listen. The world's as wicked as it's ever been, but sin is more accessible than it's ever been. Which means this, let's be carefully. I have some heavy things to say to you tonight. And I've asked the Lord for wisdom to say them the right way. But it's stuff we've got to talk about. The world's as wicked as it's ever been. But sin is more accessible. And innocence is being lost much more quickly in this day and time than in generations before. Someone must speak the truth to the simple. See that verse 7? My mouth, this is wisdom speaking, my mouth shall speak truth and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. We need some godly moms and dads who first and foremost, you yourself are consecrated to Jesus Christ, living faithfully to, uh, for the Lord, faithful to the Lord, consecrated to the Lord, who will speak the truth to the simple ones. And to whom wickedness is an abomination. When you talk about wickedness, you talk about it in abominable terms. No nonsense. Now, there is an appropriate way to speak about inappropriate things. Look at verse 8. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. 
There is nothing froward or perverse in them. They're all plain to him that understandeth and write to them that find knowledge. So verse number 7, wisdom says about what comes out of her mouth, wickedness is an abomination. Look, we have got to speak about wicked things in no uncertain terms as being filthy, wicked, disgusting, perverted. I I didn't look at the news today. But I don't know. I don't don't know if I want to know just now. But the uh, Senate was poised this morning to vote on the the so-called Respect for Marriage Act. I don't know what the, I don't know if that happened or what the outcome was. But supposing that it goes through, it will completely it's it's complete disrespect for marriage is what it is. If I've got my facts right, the version that was being put forth would include drafting our girls into the military. And uh, anyway, the world uh, wants the privilege to take control of our kids and from the youngest from preschool start talking to them all kinds of perversion. Young people, listen to me very carefully. There are, there's a male and a female. Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and God said, let us make man in our image. In the image of God made he him. Male and female. There are not 42 genders. There's two. Male and female. And, um, but they want access to our kids' minds early on. Now, this stuff is, our kids are getting, young people across this country are getting drawn in to perverseness, twisted, uh, demonic, horrible, I'm just going to use the word lifestyles, because we're all together here, adults and children tonight. And they, the, uh, uh, the children are being told, if you're not comfortable in your body, then there's something, uh, then, then you need to pursue something perverse. Young people, listen to me. You are God's special creation. Right. Psalm 139 says, in eternity past, God had a book and in that book, uh, turn to it, turn, turn to it, turn to it. Let's, let's look at it. Psalm 139. Keep your finger in Proverbs 8. Goes with me to Psalm 139. We sing this together. With our, how precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I could count them, they're more numbered than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Psalm 139. Verse number 13, for thou hast possessed, owned my reins. That's me on the inside. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. You have shielded me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee for I am fearfully. That's like our word, awesome. Oh, 
reverential awe is fear of God is a reverential awe for God. I will praise Him fearfully and wonderfully. That word wonderfully means uniquely and wonderfully made. Look at it for just a moment. Never two snowflakes exactly right. Never two fingerprints exactly right. You young people, listen to me, children, are God's special creation. You are exactly what God designed. Don't mar His design. Don't let anybody tell you that somehow your design isn't right. You need to explore the idea of changing that. That is devilish, it's hellish, it's wicked, it's vile. No, don't mar God's beautiful creation. That's why you're not supposed to mark on your body, by the way. Leviticus clearly forbids marking on your body. God's against tattoos. Is why I was going to get Jesus loves me. No. God clearly forbids it. I think it's Leviticus 19. I'm sorry, I don't know the reference. But uh, why? Because your body is sacred. You don't you don't mar you don't you don't mar God's beautiful creation. God's creation is just the way He wanted to be. Leave it alone and and enjoy it and thank God for it. Amen. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully, uniquely made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. I know that on the inside. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. My substance, my body in other words was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Genesis 2, 7 says that we were made out of the dust of the ground. God formed Adam out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Now watch this. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect or not yet completed. And in thy book, look at this. In thy book, all my members were written. Look at me. All my members, my ears, my nose, my tongue, my chin, my hands, my hair, all my members were written, which... In continuance, in other words, at the proper time or in chronological order, if you will, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there were none of them. You know what God's talking about? He's talking about a blueprint here. God said, before you were ever born, I put in the dirt what was needed to form you. And in heaven I made a book and I wrote all your members in it before before you ever showed up. Remember, God doesn't live inside of time and space. You understand this? God lives outside of time and space. God thought about your nose. You say, I don't like my nose. Then you're going to have to take that up with God because God likes it. He likes it. I don't like my ears. God does. He made them. He created them. And which in continuous were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. God already fashioned them. He had a plan. He put it in his book. 
Look, your life is not an accident. Your life is not an accident. No. God designed you. He said in Jeremiah chapter 1, He said, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. Before, in, within time, you have a birthday. And you developed in your mother's womb. That's all inside of time. God lives outside of time. Outside of time, God already knew us. We went about on Sunday. And it's foreknowledge. And, and, how, and how we're, everything for our salvation was done before the foundation of the world. God doesn't live inside of time. And included in that is His design for you and I, His love for us, and His design for us, even put it in a book. I'll look my book over when I get to heaven. And he exclaims in verse 17, How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Back to Proverbs chapter 8. My mouth shall speak truth, verse number 7. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. Someone must speak about sin in abominable terms to our to our youth. Verse 9, wisdom says, My words are plain to him that understandeth. I went on the CDC website today to the violence prevention page. This is what the CDC website says today. Many children wait to report or never report child sexual abuse. Therefore, the numbers below likely underestimate the true impact of the problem. Here's the underestimated numbers. One in four girls in the U.S. experience as a child this type of abuse. One in 13 boys. I'm rewording this the way it's actually written on the website because I understand we're all together. Listen to this. 91% of the perverts who perpetrate this type of abuse on children are someone known and trusted by the child or the child's family members. But known and trusted by the child. Or they are the child's family members. Another source that I read said that 50% of this, uh, 50%, is by a friend of the family and 40%, sadly, by a family member, uncle, even grandfather. Only 10% of assaults on children, this type of assault on children, is by someone the child did not know. Only 10%. Now, you say, you, you tell us we don't need your kids to be sleeping over each other's house. All right, you don't believe me? Read the CDC website. We don't, we don't have these in our in our bookstore, but uh, I would recommend that you get them. 
and this is a, a No Greater Joy production. And uh, this one is called Samuel Learns to Yell and Tell. Sarah Sue Learns to Yell and Tell. If you have um, children at home or grandchildren, you ought to get these books. Uh, I looked in the bookstore a while ago, and I think I must have sold all the books out at the ladies' conference that we had. Mrs. Karen Cavanis has a book uh, called How Silly It Would Be, and, it, and it's written as a, ch- a child's book as well, just as these books are children's books. And uh, this is, uh, um, uh, her book is about uh, God made me as I am, and uh, it's, it's about what the world would call gender identity, but it's written from a biblical standpoint. And these are heavy subjects, but these are, uh, these are appropriately done. And you say, well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm protecting my kids and I'm working to do the same thing. But obviously I'm not going to ask you to signify but uplifted hand, but I wonder how many of you in this room accidentally saw something you wish you'd never seen. And perhaps yet still struggle to get it out of your head. Can I tell you something? It's so accessible to our kids. They trip over it. They turn around. It's in the grocery store. It's, it's, it's everywhere. We all know this. It's everywhere. My point is this tonight. Wisdom says this. Wisdom says, I speak in abominable language about perversion. And I talk plainly. This is wisdom speaking. My point is this. Mom and dad, if you are not talking appropriately but plainly to your children, somebody is. And our children need to have wisdom and knowledge what to do. Well, you boys, what, girls, all of us, what do you do when you see something inappropriate? What do you do? I read a story this week. It's testimonial. And um, a 16-year-old boy, he bought his own pickup truck. And he was in the parts store, and he was uh, getting a part for his truck. And he, he's standing there in line, and had one of these little track phones, you know, whatever. And the man behind him in line made fun of his phone. 16-year-old boy. man behind him in line made fun of his phone, of his cheap phone. And the 60-year-old turned around to the adult man. He said, sir, you all know I don't have a smartphone. He said, it's not because I can't afford it. He said, I own my own truck out there. I'm here buying parts for it. He said, but I just know what kind of filth and garbage comes across those screens, and I don't want even have access to it or be tempted by it. That's why I have a cheap phone. And the man looked at him and said, son, shame on me. I would love to hear those words from my teenage boy. 
Now, young men, listen to me. Young ladies, too. Don't you be ashamed. Don't you be ashamed for not being a pervert. The perverts ought to be ashamed. The whack jobs ought to be ashamed. It is not to be disgraceful. It's not disgraceful to be clean and pure and committed to one person in holy matrimony for a lifetime. That is God's design. And may I help you? The Bible says no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. And as long as you continue to justify any level of immoral perversion in your life, you forfeit the goodness that you could have. I have read, I have studied, and it is absolutely fascinating, the study of the brain in recent years. Pornography, listen to me, is as addictive as the most addictive drugs. What it does to the human brain, it an accidental, and you are you are wrestling an addiction. Only through the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit can it be overcome. But here's something fascinating. Listen carefully. I understand this sensitive, this heavy, but God's people. Listen to me, please. Your mind can literally, it does, literally, because of brain imaging, your mind, your brain, literally changes, physiologically changes. Okay. Um, uh, 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 Mrs. Brother Cape's daughter. I lost her name. What was it? Heather. Heather Cape. She has no... Her left side of her brain was entirely removed. You heard this testimony this summer. Do you remember this? Your speech is on the left side of your brain. It was completely removed. And she quoted scripture. And she sang for us. That was not too many decades ago. That was believed to be impossible. Except God has made our brain. Literally, it can rewire itself. And do you know what exposure to sin does? It rewires your brain. When this imaging was first coming on the scene, the queers got so excited because they took... MRI imaging of brains of homosexuals and found that literally the paths in their brain were different than a a, a normal person. And they got all excited. They said, see, see, we've been saying all we were born this way. We can't help it. Except when they continued studying those who were formerly sodomites who left that perversion, their brain rewired back to its normal conduit. That's Romans chapter 1. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Science is always catching up with the Bible. Now, this, here's what I'm saying. Mom and dads, you well, we never talked about that. Okay, mom and dad, listen, please, I implore you, those days are over. You have got 
to be the one to guide your children. Yes, yes, protect. Yes, yes, you need every bit of protection you can. And, and I honestly, quite frankly, I love you, some of you, but I just uh, don't understand. Your kids struggle. Your kids struggle. And yeah, I still, I, I don't understand. I do not understand. <laughs> you know your kids are struggling. I know your kids are struggling. And still, You say, well, well, you know, I, you better get a handle on what your kids have access to. Do you hear me? You better get a handle on it. But if you take the most conservative measures you could possibly take to do every bit of that, your kids don't have to be looking for evil. Evil is looking for them, right? My point tonight is this. You must walk with God. You must use wisdom And you must be the one who speaks plainly to your children in age-appropriate manners, in in age-appropriate language. Um, This this book right here is a great resource to help you with this. Dr. Clint Cavins' book, Seeking a Godly Seed. Uh, Every parent in this room ought to have this book right here. Seeking God, there's copies in the. It's not. A, it's not a cheap book. It's, a, uh, but it is an investment that can save your children, save your marriage too. By the way, somebody needs to speak plainly. The Bible, the Bible speaks on these matters. It's plain and appropriate. It handles delicate matters appropriately, yet frankly. That's why. By the way, that's why you need an old King James Bible. Let me say it again. That's why you need an old King James Bible. He said, I came to church and we didn't really, we, nobody ever emphasized that. Well, praise the Lord. God's teaching you something tonight. You need an old King James Bible. We have dumbed down so much of our society, including sin. The language of the Bible is harlot. The world says mistress. The Bible says fear. We say phobia. The Bible says bondage. The world says addiction. The Bible says vengeance. The world says a lawsuit. The Bible says rebellion. The world says dysfunction. The Bible says drunkard. The world says alcoholic. The Bible says sodomy. The world says alternate lifestyle. The Bible says uh, uh, sluggard. Uh, uh, um, and uh, not everybody that's homeless is a sluggard, but many choose to be. The Bible says whoremonger. The world says lover. The Bible says adultery. The world says extramarital affair. The world says, the Bible says sodomite. The world says gay. The Bible says disobedience. The world says uh, 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 disorder. The Bible says rebellion. The world says strong-willed. The Bible says sin. The world says syndrome. The Bible says fornication. The world says sexually active. The Bible says lie. The world says misstatement. The Bible says greed. The Bible says success motivate. The world says success motivation. The Bible uh, says uh, thief. Uh, the lang- uh, language of the world says delinquent. The Bible says idolatry. The world says entertainment. The Bible says uh, 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 nakedness. The world says swimwear. Let me pause. I'll let that one sink in. The Bible says abomination. The world says sexual orientation. The Bible says lewdness and lust. The world says adult entertainment. The Bible says the attire of an harlot. The world calls it a beauty pageant. The Bible calls it sorcery, and the world calls it drug abuse. Now listen, what I'm saying is, our 
children need somebody. First of all, you need to get in church three times a week. Let me say it again. You need to be in, I know it's Wednesday night, but you need to be in church faithfully three times a week. If, 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 if we are 10% of the average, if this church is 10% of the average of media consumption, of the average young people in this country, think about what that means. If the average is nine hours, the Bible speaks about heavy subjects in appropriate terms. And somebody needs to teach your kids about this. Exodus 22, Leviticus 18, Leviticus 20, and Deuteronomy 27 speak about inappropriate relationships with animals. Matthew 18 speaks about child molestation. Proverbs 5, Proverbs 6, 1 Corinthians 6, and 1 Thessalonians 4 talk about fornication. Genesis 19, Leviticus 18, Leviticus 20, Deuteronomy 23, 1 Kings 14, Romans 1 speak about sodomy. Matthew 5, 1 Corinthians 6, 1, Corinthians, uh, 1 Timothy 1 speak about uncleanness. Proverbs 2, Proverbs 5, Ephesians 5 speak about things done in darkness. There's also good advice for guidance for men and women and healthy relationships between men and women. 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 9, 1 Timothy 5, 2. God speaks of the beauty and sanctity and intimacy of the marital relationship in Genesis 128, 26, 8, Job 31, 1, Proverbs 5, 15 to 19, Proverbs 18, 22, Proverbs 30, 18 to 19, the entire Song of Solomon, Ephesians 5, 31, Hebrews 13, 4. The beautiful figure of Christ and the bride is Isaiah 54, 5, Isaiah 62, 5, Ezekiel 16, 8, Ephesians 5. And if you want my notes for the references, I'll give you a copy of it. But somebody, look, listen, somebody's going to educate your children on this stuff. In an age-appropriate language, at the right time, with wisdom. Look, our kids, our boys need to be prepared because they're going to come across junk. Our girls need to be prepared. Somebody's got to get them ready. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what you ought to do. The moment you see it, the moment you see it, you ought to immediately turn your head. It is not a sin to see something evil, wicked, deviant, Perverted, disgusting. It's a sin when you go back and look again. And listen to me very carefully. All kinds of things are happening in that brain of yours when you go back and begin to feed that unholy desire. You are choosing a dark, difficult road to get off of. Kids, listen. When you just make up your mind that you <laughs> you don't want anything to do with filth and garbage and perversion. You don't want to see it. You don't want to hear about it. If you get in a group of three or four kids and they're talking about something you don't know what they're talking about, look at them and say, y'all are nasty and walk away. 
Let's try it. All the kids. You ready? Here we go. Y'all are nasty. Are you ready? On three. Y'all are nasty. Come on now, kids. Help me out. All right? If you're 18 and below, you're participating right now. Are you ready? One, two, three. Y'all are nasty. Try it again. Y'all are nasty. And listen to me, kids. If an older boy or an older person or adult says something in any way whatsoever made you at all uncomfortable, touch you in some way, or made you uncomfortable, you say, you're nasty! <laughs> Somebody's getting it. That's good. You're nasty. You know what I'd love to hear? I'd love to hear in the hallways of Bailey's Grove Baptist School. You're nasty! If it needed to be said. I'd like to hear it here in this auditorium. I'd like to hear it in the hallways. I'd like to have a generation of young people who say, I do not want to be a pervert. I don't care what the world's doing. I don't want any part of it. Mom and Dad, listen, you, you've got to get them ready. So I'm, 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 I'm uh, protecting my kid. All right, you won't protect them? Then you have to lock them in a closet and slide some food under the door once a day. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Do you go to the grocery store? Verse number 10, I'll, I'll finish up here. Receive my instruction and not silver. And knowledge rather than choice gold. Receive it, receive it, receive it. Young people look at me. We can give it to you. We can preach to it. We can teach you in Sunday school. We can give it to you over and over and over again. You can hear a hundred sermons in your lifetime growing in the fundamental Baptist church. But somewhere along the line, you have to decide if it's going to be yours or not. Are you going to receive it? Are you going to make it your own? Verse 11, for wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. There's a little song. Some of you might know it. I'll sing it and join in if you do know it. It's uh, derived, not word for word by any means, but derived from these two verses. Lord, you are more precious than silver. Lord, you are more costly than gold. Lord, you are more beautiful than diamonds, and nothing I desire compares with you. It's a great little thought from those two verses, isn't it? Father, we love.